Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Mystical Artists. My name is Remington Donovan. <laughs> and my name is Gina Donovan. And here we are. Here we are. On a dreary, what day is it? Tuesday? You thought I it was actually, Monday all day. I today. literally all day thought it was Monday because <laughs> I was planning. Now I'm into fasting. And I was like, oh, I'll do this extended fast before Valentine's Day. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm looking at the calendar and like Tuesday's marked. And I was like, oh, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Yeah. So I'll have to do it afterwards. Well, you just came off of a water fast. Can we talk yeah, about I did. it? Yeah. Okay. Well, because I want to tie it into Aquarius, the okay, water please. bearer. Okay, please. Yeah. You started um, on the new moon. Yeah, I started right at 6 p.m. on the new moon with the Aquarius new moon. Um, and okay. I thought, A, I've been wanting to do an ex- like a... It was only three days, but it was full three days, like three blocks of 24 hours, you know, 72 hour fast. I would have died. Well, yeah. Remember that time we tried to do, what, a day? 24 hours plus sleeping. So what is that? Um, 36 hours? It was like 36 hours of fasting. Yeah, you you went, you just imploded. I lost my mind. I feel like, what else? I feel like other things happened. How come I was like that weak? Uh, Probably (laughs) because you had never done anything like that. But did we have coffee? Here's oh, the, maybe here's we the other thing, though. It's like I was sick a couple weeks ago or last week, and not having the stomach to drink caffeine made the sickness worse because I had this horrible headache. Um, so I don't know. I feel like we didn't have coffee. Well, you know what that means? I'm an addict. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that means. All right. Is there a program for coffee addiction? No. Oh. Um, maybe. I don't know. Um, you could apply those techniques, same techniques, if you really wanted to get off coffee. I don't want to be around tea drinkers. Just kidding. I love I tea. really <laughs> like tea. I just, I went through that. We both went through one week. It's definitely more sophisticated. Week. I don't think so at all. I think so. I 100% disagree I think there's more you. nuance. No, there. Uh, that you were just i'm gonna say it you're wrong okay you were <laughs> you were correct about um the tray i fought you on buying you bought a tray oh yeah and i was like this is the dumbest purchase and you bought a tray the from best that scandinavian time. store <laughs> right Marimekko. yeah <laughs> and they're selling expensive trays and i was like my god well it's an outlet so we everything's on sale it's a, but yeah. on sale expensive but it's still tray. expensive yeah um and now I realize that was actually a really wise purchase. I love trays. I also get compliments when people come over. They're like, oh, I love this tray. Who? It's, who the hell? Nobody who the hell comes our over? Friend. Our friend. We have one friend. A friend who has red hair. <laughs> we know one person she's in Vermont. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, she's a private citizen. I can't say who it is. I feel like we know two people with red hair here. Mm. Anyway. Are you talking uh, about Charlotte? No, I'm talking I'm about gonna, Emma. Okay. Charlotte has red hair. Yeah. And oh, she's yeah, we been do. over here and she also works with us. Welcome to Vermont. Um, She's our, our Vermont go-to. She helped us with all the swag bags and stuff. So, and is now a friend. All right. Go back to how I'm wrong. About coffee? Yeah. Tea is a tea bag you throw in. No, or, but remember we went to that sophisticated tea place in no, New York but it's City, not, and it was like all the notes. Okay, we don't. You don't drink tea. I like don't. That I'm just so saying. T- I feel please. like it seems more sophisticated. I maybe at that level at a tea house in New York where you can buy 140 dollars pots of tea. Yeah. 
Um, which I would up it. We bought like an $18 pot of tea and they did know their stuff. And so at that level, perhaps, but you're, nobody's doing that. Like you're getting tea, you're throwing it in a tea bag and you've been conditioned because the Brits drink tea that somehow the Brits are sophisticated. And even that place we went to in London, a proper cup of tea, I don't think it was that good. And everybody in England, they just take tea and a kettle their plastic kettle thing. Yeah. And then they pour it in the cup. Coffee. I'm getting coffee that is... cookies and sandwiches. Okay. (laughs) Let me prove my point because you're wrong. Okay. Coffee at the high level Uh is significantly more... Coffee, you go to really good coffee shops. They have to weigh it out. They're like tracking the air, you know, the bureau... What is it? The barometer, barometric pressure, or whatever it is, probably sound like an idiot, but um, <laughs> that changes constantly. So they weigh out the beans. Beans are sourced now, like the high quality beans are so- sourced from these like little farms all over the world, and like the the trade that goes into it, and then the cleanliness of the coffee, and then measuring out your ratios and you're weighing it, and you're doing deciding is this a fifteen to one water ratio? Is this a sixteen to one water ratio bean? Oh, it, it didn't brew within three minutes of pour over. You're doing a lot more than shoving a tea bag in your tea with a plastic kettle and pouring hot water. I'm sorry, but it's just not as sophisticated. Okay, I can't argue the point because I don't know enough about tea, but I'm sure if we were to have a debate where we have a tea expert come in, I feel like everything you're saying, you could apply to tea. So you're passionate now, right? Are you angry? I'm trying Both. to just <laughs> your insistence. I'm trying to just understand your insist- where you're at emotionally. It's just your, I think it's brainwashing because okay. you've attributed tea to British, like an Anglophile, and that they're more sophisticated. No, I I was thinking of like a tea house in Japan. That like tea, yeah, but we don't do tea ceremonies. You don't do with tea like ceremony. women with very small wrists. That's what I was thinking about. That's well, very important to the process. <laughs> Okay, but you're not doing that. No. So it's like there's no tea ceremonies happening. There do are people no tea do ceremonies. it? Yeah, yeah. tea ceremonies. Uh, and my ca- sister has a tea company, ca- Anna's Tea House. Yeah, but they're not teas. She has an herbal infusion company, technically. Okay. Tea is only tea. There's a species <laughs> of tea. I just you know- call Anna. We're just going <laughs> to. <laughs> no, but technically, herb tea is, there's no such thing as herb tea. It's, it, technically, it's an infusion. All right, well, she has an herbal infusion company. And yes. They're delicious. <laughs> Called Anna's Tea. So. Yeah, exactly. But um, tea is a species. Like, it's tea. <laughs> it's a tea plant. Right. Do you know why black tea is black tea versus green tea? No. It's the same. I said it seems sophisticated. I wasn't coming the, from a place of like I'm yo, a master you weren't coming from a place of sophistication. You're coming from the place of like I you love coffee yeah, and you know everything about it more no, or less, I don't except for whatever the name of measuring it. air is. But be pure, be pure, <laughs> yeah, what is it? Bureaumetric pressure, bureaucratic pressure. Yeah, it's bureaucratic pressure. I'm just saying this is a podcast of facts and science, <laughs> and I just want to get it straight. Okay. Um. Green tea and black tea, it's like the same tea. The black tea is oxidized. And then you get more. Because I went to a tea workshop once. You did? Many years ago. Yeah. When I worked at this fancy hotel. Where they serve tea. Yeah, but there was like this. drip coffee. Yeah, there was this country bumpkin girl, and she decided tea was the way she would be like a sophisticate. Okay. 
Yeah, so she used tea as the 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 gateway to sophistication. Do you think once Which a country like bumpkin, always a country bumpkin? On some level, yeah. You think so? Yeah, I had to read some book in high school. Do you think about... I'm always going to be a Lawrence girl? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't think you really ever were one. Okay. Even though it seems like you're. In I dial. was like a Lawrence girl. How Leonard Bernstein was a Lawrence girl, maybe. Leonard Bernstein was a Lawrence girl, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and I think coffee, though, is more sophisticated. Can you take tea to another level? Yes. I like to take things to another level. So if I got into tea drinking, I would take it to that level. I know you would. But um, And, and then I'd like have to hear about everything. it. everything. And then next thing, you'd, I'd want to start traveling around for Well, Remy, Remy fasted for three days, water fast. Yeah, and can we he, get back he to had the fast? Two, because he loves to learn everything about things, about what he's interested in. So you have a book about fast. You have two books about fasting. One is like overall general like food like, that you eat around complete. the time of fasting. And it's like what you're supposed to, when you're, when you're easing into fasting, when you're easing out of it, just, and then the other one is about fasting like a girl, which you're reading for me. <laughs> so now you're... Well, I read Which it I thought for was me really too. Sweet. I just bypassed the recipes. I bypassed the section about journaling. I bypassed. Is the there a se- section about journaling? I don't know. Probably. Oh. I think there actually is. Not joking. Um, I bypassed the, the section of menopause because uh, you got a few years, and then um, I did look up breastfeeding. Yeah. Which you really shouldn't be fasting at the, those times. That book claims like up to 14 hours of intermittent fasting. But sometimes I wonder when if they're talking about breastfeeding on a side note, if if it applies to where your child isn't getting any other nutrients other than from the breast milk. Because I feel like the breastfeeding now is more of a nurturing oh, thing. I think that's a good point. No, because Isaiah eats food. Yeah. He likes to eat. Yeah. His his. Well, now Isaiah won't like, drink a drink unless it's on a tray. <laughs> Well, this is my this is my son. He has to have a tray. (laughs) Like literally, I got him a drink, like water. He's like the tray, the tray. So he has to have it on a tray. Everything has to be served now on a tray. But we really got off what I really wanted to talk about with the fasting. I want to hear all about it. Um, Just you threw me for a loop trying to. To you is more sophisticated. Mm. I think tea can be sophisticated because that country bumpkin. I don't know what she's doing now, but. At least it was a little, you know, I think everyone should have a gateway drug into excellence and to take, um, to take an interest like that. And I like those, I like especially food things where you could take it to another level. Like probably there's probably a whole subculture of like mustard, right? And then the mustard industry and things like that. So I just find that, that kind of stuff fascinating. Vinegar, right? hundred year balsamic, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and regions but so i decided hey um i'm gonna do a, a longer fast during i'm gonna start right at the aquarius new moon aquarius is known as the water bearer so it just seemed perfect um but the deeper by the way everybody aquarius is an air sign so don't confuse it it's confusing because it's called the water bearer but aquarian energy which we'll probably be talking about a lot now because a a lot of people are are like we're in the age of Aquarius, uh, but also Pluto went into Aquarius. And so that'll be a theme in particular this year. And then, uh, you know, we got, it goes back into Capricorn, but the point is we got a lot of Aquarius vibes happening and Aquarian energy is a great opportunity to use it as just, a 
this this phrase I think is overused, but it it this would be the context to use it. It can be a big paradigm shift. There, it's technological upgrades, paradigm shifts, and um, if you want to make a change because it's ruled by Uranus, and Uranus is the planet of change. Well, Aquarian energy um, is a great opportunity to say, you know what, I just want to leap forward. And I don't have to get tied into all the things. I don't have to process it. Mm. I'm just going to get the fuck out. Right? So I thought, well, all of my uh, YouTube and book reading research, a 72-hour fast can be a very powerful reset. And I just decided to go for it. And the thing is, I found it was really easy. And I attribute that to two things. It was just my, it was easy to have the conviction to do it with an Aquarian new moon. But I didn't get like headachey. I wasn't fatigued. I wasn't even hungry. Um, And I, I really... I'm grateful for that Uranus Aquarian energy to, and it's Pluto, Pluto's powerful transformation to say, Oh, I can just level this out. And, um, and so during this Pluto Aquarian time too, for those listening, start thinking about, well, where would you like to make a change? Perhaps it seemed really challenging. And perhaps this is a time to just, you know, draw that line in the sand and say, you know what, F it, I can move on and up and out onward and forward and um like whatever fears you know whatever your issue is this is um i just this is what i love about aquarian energy where do you want to have a paradigm shift in your life well i witnessing you doing all the research beforehand i think you also really mentally prepared yourself to take on the three days so there's that sheer will and then i was thinking about how you know, how Aquarius and technology, it always comes down to like, it's not just gadgets. What I got peripherally thinking, like overhearing a lot of the information that you were listening to on YouTube and then reading about and sharing with me, it's like acting as if your body is the computer. So you're like, okay, we're going to like reboot the system or we're doing a system update. So you're going to shut down for a couple hours, even though it was like many, many hours so that you can restart it and you can upgrade. So maybe it is like body is a temple, but body is a computer that needs to water fast. Yeah, I, I mean, it's <laughs> totally the same. I, yeah. mean, I think these are these are just uh, for this is a health upgrade. Yeah. Um, the thing is, even though my interest is weight loss, as I start to um, look into it more, just the other benefits are so enticing and interesting to me. Your vocabulary so like, enhanced significantly in the last <laughs> that's <laughs> not true I was like, what these does are that mean words i say these words i'm telling you it was another level so you're implying you had more I clarity like a, i was maybe. a dullard no i'm just saying maybe it you know you told me that once you what is it after 36 hours or or 48 hours your your body starts to produce new stem cells which is like an anti-aging effect Maybe it was some new stem cells that some younger. The vocab. Well, yeah. if you fast for three days, your vocabulary is better. It's just something to think about. Remembering to use those words. Yeah, remembering the words to measure air. But we'll get to that. I'm just. Yeah, I don't. You know, that vocabulary is elusive. Um, I yeah, I'm in. I'm into it. It really wasn't hard, but I've been intermittent fasting, so that like helped definitely I, I wouldn't suggest going like cold turkey and then fasting 
Yeah. But the three days was nothing. Now I'm like, oh, I should have done five or seven days. But you should have, so I could have bragged to people. Three days. Like, oh, is, where's Remy? I'm like, he's he's on a he's on a five day fast. Hardly anybody. Listen. No, I was I bet bragging you about fi- the three day. People. Are like, I bet are you, you is he five. Be okay? I don't even know if five people listening to this podcast have fasted for three days. No. But I grew up with fasting on an ashram. Everybody was fasting. Um, all the time. I just knew it as a normal thing, but it was always a certain type of woman mm. and they were herb tea and it, herb, herbal infusion drinkers. Yes. Um, and then there's always the, well, like you eating can disorder maybe. Yeah. And I don't want to ever make light of, of that, but it's easy to, you know, use that as a, as a cover. But, um, it's part, like there's a reason so many spiritual traditions, if not all religions in some level, have times of fasting or it's encouraged. The magical tradition, you're supposed to fast once a week, no food, uh, just water for any day you want. And not like this 24 hours, like I ate at noon and then I'm going to not eat until noon. Like it really it would be minimum, like a full day, 24 hours plus sleeping. So what is that? 30, 36 hours. But apparently, at least in the fast like a girl, 36 hours is a good uh, reset as well. When you would fast in magic, would it be like on a Sunday or it could be any day? Whenever you want. And whenever you want. There's like magic. There's a lot of sort of code and and ritual in a way. And then it's also a paradigm where there's way less rules because it's about each individual's process and development. Right. So it's not like, well, you fast on Friday. Like, what is it? Catholics don't eat meat. That always baffled me, though. Oh, like, yeah, you Fridays. don't eat meat, you but fish you eat instead. fish. Isn't yeah. fish in the animal kingdom? Right. So isn't that meat? No. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, I no, don't, we're very If loose. you're a vegetarian, <laughs> if you're going around, you're a vegetarian, but you eat fish, fish, I just want to remind people, is a part of the animal kingdom. It's not vegetarianism. Um... Which is fine. It's like I'm not on, you know, I'm not a vegetarian, but I grew up one. But anyhow, so less whatever red meat, but it's some level of dietary change. But it makes sense when I look back that just these, especially in the yogic traditions or in magic, like the health benefits is probably what they also were aware of. But I was reading that crazy Gematria book about like, it was pointing to Moses uh, fasting for like 123 days. Wow. I was just finding the numerology interesting because the end of the year was one, two, three, one, two, three. That's right. Unless you live in Europe or some something. Right. They get it backwards. (laughs) That was a challenge writing a numerology book to do a chart for with a Brit, with an English publisher and their dates are backwards. Yeah. Well, remember we were watching The Great and there's the um, there's the ambassador of the Americas and it's during the American Revolution and he's like basically listing off all the ways that America is going to blow <laughs> British culture out like of the water. Like color C O L O. Yeah, he's like we're going to drop the U. Yeah. What what did he Brits mention the doing? dates though? Cuz that I feel like no. that's very American. Yeah, but when did America even start that? I, I have feel no like idea. That could be um maybe newer, I don't know, but you know, it's just you got to be mindful. Like if I have someone tell me their birthday and they're European, and it's like a you know three five, I'm like, are you born in May? Or are you born in? I just have to like if you do numerology charts, just be d- double check that. Yeah. Well, um, and astrology, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, astrology too. I guess those dates are relevant. Yeah. Um, I got I, one time I started doing somebody's chart. It was like kind of a friend, and somehow. The app, it was like a hundred, it was the same date and time, but a hundred years off. Oh, yeah. But what was odd is so much was like similar. 
Weird. Yeah. Well, there's also proof. It's like the to, transmission. Yeah. When I do, like, when I look at a chart, I'm really just using it as a trigger. It's a trigger mechanism for a, a, a deeper transmission. I'm not like, oh, this angle and this is coming in square and this. Like, I, I honestly, I don't. That's not how I read. That's how astrologers read. I don't read it like an astrologer. Um, I'm confident saying that because I know I'm correct. I'm right. Um, but that's more astrologers should allow a, 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 these emotional imprints or however it comes through to you. I mean, I know the astrology, but is it, am I making sense? A million percent. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking about even like I know basic astrology and I feel like I could read someone's chart and then tell them, like, I'll talk about Pisces with someone. I'm like, oh, then there's the 12th house. And they're like, what do you mean 12th house? And, and then you realize so many people who don't live in Los Angeles have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, like when you're trying to blame Mercury retrograde, like in Toronto. Yeah, uh, that was just, just everyone. That just, was a total amateur. They were move. just like looking at you in a stupor. Yeah. It's like a little bit of spittle. Yeah, who is this person? Coming out of their mouth. I know. So roll down their chin. Yeah. Wait, should I? Or is that just Canada? That could just be Canada. You know, should we talk about the border crisis? Do you want to? <laughs> what? Um, well, no, I, I, I just want to say I am concerned. Okay. Because we're a border country and we border Canada. And mm. I think we have real reason to really amp up security because I lie awake at night concerned and we're on the French-Canadian side, too. And what if these Canadians start trying to bust into Vermont and they want to, like, start opening and developing, like, Tim Hortons everywhere? Oh, yeah. And then replace Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Which Dunkin' Donuts, for the record, I do think is horrible. Tim Hortons might be a little bit better. True. All but right, actually. But on principle. Let me, yeah, on principle. <laughs> this is New England. I don't, yeah. We, you like, can't not have. They're going to come down here because there was a Tim Hortons in Madrid. And I thought that was Wait, very. Wait, what? Awful. Yeah. That's Madrid weird. had there was a Tim Hortons Madrid Spain and uh, so I'm just saying we should be aware because I feel like there could be a plot for Canadians to cross the through over the lake here come down and start in Vermont because Vermont's very accepting and just desperate to be like culturally relevant yeah um, and they'll blend in and then next thing you know. We got Tim Hortons all over. And then, well, we have poutine on menus in Vermont, but then that's going to spread. But I heard the restaurants in Montreal and Quebec City are really great. So maybe we can get some of that influence. All right. So if you're going to come here illegally from yeah. Canada and set up shop, you have to be the French Canadian and you have to know how to cook. Yes. And if you know something about tea, bring it. Bring it. I'm into that. I want to go to Quebec City. Me too. All right, so it's we should far. do that. It's further. Well, it's six hour. It's a fix, it's a six hour drive. Well, Remy, I have this thing if someone yeah, knocks on the door here, I I jump, and he's like, Gina, no one's out, no one's coming to get you, and then we're we're talking about going to Canada. I was like, I don't know. I was like, what about our podcast? <laughs> and you're like, Look, Canada's not tracking our podcast. I know, like, I'm bummed can... about it because you have to like have be much bigger. To be tracked by the Canadian government. <gasps> yeah. Now it, it's not even like we're saying anything controversial. Um. Are we? No. No. I mean, it's just some people, sure, but um, they're not listening. Anyway. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I do. I want to go to. I would like to go to Montreal. Montreal is only like three plus out. Not even. It's three hours plus drive. Yeah. Assuming yeah. you just go straight, which isn't going to happen with a kid, and then we would like to turn it into a mini road trip. But um, but when our, our friend, friend from <laughs> our friend who lives in that area of Canada, she was the first to make it back in the retreat. Like I swear, it was like forty minutes later. She texted. She was like, "All right, I'm home. Thanks." I was like, wait, it's it's really that right there. And actually that part of Canada might have full full exposure to the solar eclipse in April. Is that is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, the solar eclipse. Uh, full I, view or something? Yeah, I don't know that, but it goes to, full dark. Full dark. The northern tips of... Full uh, dark, Brandon. <laughs> the northern... Oh, God. Yeah, we got to touch on that We got to talk about that post. Um but uh, it was probably just intentional because people are talking about it. But, yeah, so April 8th is a big eclipse and a whole line. Like, Google it or use Brave or whatever. But look up the the eclipse line and there's you'll see the line that cuts across the United States. And it goes full dark. And it'll, some charts will show you, like, two minutes, three minutes, depending. I think four about four minutes is the max. So we'll be up there because it the northern tip of Vermont is in the full darkness line. So it's the Vermont Canadian border. There's kind of so a part of me that new- feels like the Northeast Kingdom has like a Twin Peaks kind of eeriness. Yeah, I love it there, but it does feel sort of haunted. Like, like when we had the retreat, like I a- had to drive back but because you were doing like late night esoterica and I was going back to the Airbnb with Isaiah. And I remember just like, my mind would just race over all these because there's just like i don't know how would you explain it it's just well there's no lights anywhere so you're in absolute darkness well that's most of dirt roads that's vermont um i don't know i don't know it feels there's something i talked to other vermonters and there is something it does feel like something's like looking at you from the woods yeah and i don't feel that in these other areas but i still love it i still fantasize about owning land up there um it's it's just beautiful and then our friends who live closer to that area is showing me there's an abandoned air force base or military base and you have to take all these dirt roads and logging roads and i was like what finally i would love that yeah i got an off-road oh yeah by the way, <laughs> I win the off-roading oh. because our son is Loves obsessed it. with ditches. <laughs> he wakes up in the morning. He's obsessed with ditches, things being stuck in ditches, being towed out of ditches, running through ditches, muddy ditches, and fashion. He loves fashion. He really does, actually. I mean, even that little lunchbox in the bag, and he yeah. asked you to take a picture of him? Yeah, he wanted me to see a picture. Which, by the way, I'm not always snapping photos of Isaiah at like every second of his life. So I felt yeah, like... Just it, every other second. Yeah, but it wasn't, you know, that that just felt... I've never seen him asked for a picture. He goes, a picture? A picture? And he was like holding this little lunchbox bag on his shoulder, and it was just... Yeah, like he was walking down adorable. a runway. And then he wanted to get stuck in a ditch. So this is our son loves ditches and fashion. <laughs> yeah, he loves ditches, um, <laughs> trucks, fire, choo-choos, fire engines, but tractors mm-hmm. right now. But it's ditches. Yeah. So when I drive, he wants to uh, he wants to drive in a ditch all the time. I wonder what that is, though. So in other words, he loves off-roading, Gina. Yes. So now you can let go of all your fears. And it's probably from the time he was in utero and we were in... 
California going off all those like well the waters. forerunner brought us down this weird path that Look, was just maybe it was a riverbed once <laughs> <laughs> I was like what this is so dangerous I brought us down there the forerunner wasn't on I know autopilot. but I was like you better turn around this isn't fun for me I didn't no well because there was one way out and that was the way I know I was like what is going on but Isaiah I guess he loved it since he was in the womb yeah and so now he wants to go off-roading so I'm just saying, it's a okay. small victory. Oh, by the way, I you actually... You were wrong about the tray, but you well, were wrong about Well, I was talking to this guy at the mountain store. Or I was wrong about the tray. There's this, the outdoor store in town, and he was telling me that if you... Because I told him that you love off-roading or that you're always looking to go off-roading, and he was saying that you have to do it on the taconic side. He said you actually legally... Do, like, But I think he was talking what about real off-roading. Like, what are you talking about you can't legally... He was like, there's the off-roading trails are on the taconic side, whereas the Green Mountain side, I think it's because he probably thinks... He's probably talking about real off-roading. I think, we, yeah, I think that what was you like bring me down road. is like not really off-roading, but I just get really scared. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's because of the laws the taconic i'm looking at the taconic right now those are that's that one path we tried to go through the sandgate one yeah 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 i told him about that he knew about it yeah yeah there's just probably more opportunities shady how well he's like the the street it gets really sketchy oh i thought you meant like crime when i hear shady i'm sorry what what well, I didn't um, go on a three-day water fast. My vocabulary is not been enhanced. I wish you didn't say that because now I'm like going to be obliged to like whip up words. Or no, something you're like. great. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to mention well a couple of things. We could talk about the Biden thing, or I wanted to talk about that. Um, no, we already touched on it. I don't. I don't even know that I want to talk about it. People are going crazy over this post, and then I posted it because he also gave that speech in Philly in like 2022. That literally was Nazi. It was a whole. It was red and black and white and. Oh. That I po- I made a post. You saw it. You liked it. I didn't know that was in Philly. I thought that was in D.C. But okay. No. Anyhow, re- regardless of where it is, it totally looks like the tower card, like where the clock is. Yes. And um, I just found it very interesting because it looks like it's all like fascism like those nazi rallies i'm like wow that's really interesting imagery Imagery, like what are and his fists are up and i've seen it like there's parallel fist language as adolf hitler yeah um but you know he's a democrat so these are the good people and so i'm like do you think he's reached the level of senile where he's like imaginary play no i I don't know but i really want to get to this point (laughs) okay that there's a (laughs) There, like the images that are projected out hit people's psyche, right? So you could try to debunk. I highly doubt that. I read, you know, I read the news. Um, I'm informed. I have the New Yorker and the Atlantic and whatever. Um, oh, they they wouldn't. Nothing like that would be intentional. Mm. But I'm like, but it was intentional. Like you use this menacing red. And black, apparently CNN on that speech, they actually tried to make the light more pink, right? Like America's colors aren't red and black and white, but it was perfectly lined up. It looks like these Nazi speeches. And, um, but to me, those are the colors of the tower card, right? So no matter what, let's just say it was all innocent. It was all just innocent. Oh, America, red, white, and blue, we'll use red. And just the lighting so happened to be, it looked like, black and the lines were perfectly lined like the 
Hitler Eagle, you know, um, let's just say, even if it was all innocent and this is, we love America and everybody, um, that's still the image, right? And so you're creating the tower card there, which is destruction. And that's what's going, that's what's getting broadcast to the world, right? So it's just like these, so it does, so to me, there's never an innocence because even it's could be unconscious where, um, you're just creating that and following and, you know, the lighting directions and somebody thought of it, but that's like somebody's much lower self. And to broadcast that for the United States seems insane. But people are just, they don't buy it. They don't believe it, right? Like, um, and then that ridiculous post with the laser beam Terminator <laughs> eyes. I know. And then people are like, oh, he's like making fun of conspiracies or he's trolling. Tro yeah, I'm like, first of all, that's out of character because he's not a, like Donald Trump is a troll. Yeah. So Donald Trump to do that, he's like trolling people with his mugshot, you know? Like that makes sense. But all of a sudden, Biden's like a witty troll. Yeah. Right. And then it's, there's a caption like, just like we wrote it, like tagging the Chiefs or whatever. Yes. What's is that yeah. the team? Yeah. But I'm like, I have so many issues. So I posted it because it was fun. Mostly I wanted to show, look at the dark imagery. Right. Maybe it's it's all a gag, but you're still broadcasting destruction. Absolutely. You're broadcasting anger. And you're broadcasting menacing BS. And, and those images, like bands like Motley Crue that uses an inverted pentagram, that hooks you in. Your lower psyche is like, ooh, yeah, it's like, you know, it seems sexy or something. Um, but... That post, I feel like, is probably set up just to, like, tro like gather the comments, right? I mean... But it's also... It, the, the laser beam eyes is a Bitcoin thing from several years ago. Right, which you had to remind me of. Yeah, but I made that picture of us with the laser beams that I posted saying we're going to run for president. Yeah. Oh, your mom commented on it. She did? Yeah, I said, well, Gina for president, I'll be vice president. <laughs> um, but... That's first of all, it's Bitcoin, so it seems really out of touch with the subcultures, right? Right. Or is he trolling Bitcoin? Well, but I'm like, maybe is that why Bitcoin's going up? Because probably not. I mean, it did just hit at it hit 50k like I think a few hours ago as of recording this. It's been much higher. The record's almost 70k, but it's been in this downturn, and now it's like. Yeah. rising up again but you know what bothers me about this whole thing because he's like trolling he's trolling but the right is he wing trolling? well yeah. that's what that's what like three news um headlines rachel maddow but um what bothers me is PBS. that everyone's like you know what's gonna happen is taylor swift's this whole thing is a setup so taylor swift endorses biden for president but i'm like hold on i'm like wait but seriously every single celebrity has endorsed a democrat for like how many years? At least the last two, three decades. It's Probably not forever. It's not really anything new. Like, why are we? Why wouldn't she endorse Biden? It seems so obvious. Yeah, like what a what an insane like. Also, that I have a lot of issues. I think that's a really good point. I didn't even think of that. Like, oh gosh, a celebrity uh, endorsing Democrats. Um, but also, what a boring conspiracy like it's so lame. like i like the conspiracies oh it like perhaps there's organizations 
that the government uses to track all your social media and that, you know, Twitter and Meta are all just plants for the FBI. Oh, my God. Actually, whoa, that's true and real. Yeah. But, like, a whole scripted conspiracy of who's going to win the Super Bowl? I know. It couldn't get any more basic and boring. Like, I know. I'm kind of bummed because now what a lot of... What happened to American culture? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, all these people are awakening and, and are more aware of, quote, conspiracies. And now they're dumbing it all down. I know. Now it's just basic bitch shit. Oh, we're going to orchestrate who wins the Super Bowl because she couldn't endorse Taylor... Uh, Taylor Swift couldn't endorse what's Biden if they lost so this whole thing the relationship is a setup so she's like yeah biden as if like she's not already insanely famous and as if she didn't just have like the biggest world tour over the last like year and a half but i find she's already like deeply embedded in the zeitgeist yeah but she doesn't need this chief's guy if anything to me the conspiracy is to make america more and more basic bitch I know. This is it. We got a basic bitch country and everything's 50 50. We want to go basic ditch. Um, <laughs> Isaiah wants, he doesn't want basic ditches. <laughs> he, no, he wants he real does. complicated ditches. He wants real complicated <laughs> That everybody has to be towed out of. I want to make America complicated again. Yeah. Um, but it's just dumbing people down. It's just basic bit. Like Taylor Swift, it's to me, and, and football, I'm fine if you like football. Like I get that people like sports. I don't. I'm not into sports. In fact, someone messaged me, our friend who was watching the Super Bowl. And he was like, I'm probably of the eight people that like listen or follow any of your stuff that are watching the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and he's probably the only one that watched it listening. But it all just feels like, oh, the Super Bowl, now Taylor Swift. And it's like all uninteresting to me. Yeah, I mean, there's... But also Kansas City. not very edgy. Kansas City. Kansas City. Well, I just don't feel like Taylor Swift, she doesn't really have any edge. She's kind of dorky, which is nice. I mean, you know, if you think about it, and I worked on a Taylor Swift concert film, and I know from being in the stadium, like while she was doing sound check, that within the time that she wasn't doing sound check, she was meeting with fans for hours on end before her shows and after and i've said this before but i have to say like not everybody does that and she's just kind of there's a part of her that's very juvenile maybe arrested in development um pure yeah a bit (laughs) um yeah but i'm just i just feel like it's not I, I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I think it's like so unbelievably uninteresting. And, you know, I watched uh, True Detective the other night and I was so scared. It was the night of the Super Bowl that I was like, I just need to watch something like really benign. And so I was just I watching. Like that's not a benign <laughs> no, no, show. Before I went to bed, I was like, I just need to put some like basic B oh, imagery after. in okay. my in my psyche so I could just go to bed. And so I decided I was going to uh, hashtag Taylor Swift and see what she looked like at the Super Bowl. And it was fine enough. I could sleep and it all was good. Maybe there was some dark satanic imagery there. I'm not paying attention to that, but like. Um, but talk, like, I just can't believe these, these are just such basic ideas of conspiracy theories. I know. Like, it's not cool. It's not edgy. It's not hip. I don't have anything against Taylor. That's the thing. Taylor Swift to me seems so basic. You can't even be against her. No, this is what I'm saying. You're like, okay, like, um, and you know, I know people listen to the music and I like them. Like. Yeah, I, I, you know, um, football, I just don't find interesting, but like people love football. Like, I don't, you know, knock yourself out. But I will say, though, 
Kansas City doesn't. That seems extra basic. Mm. I don't know. Well, just I mean, Missouri needs something. Uh, just give them that. Kansas. Oh, is it Kansas City, Missouri? Not even Kansas City, Kansas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're a Missouri <laughs> I cut team. That out. <laughs> what? No, because Donald Trump posts like the great state of Kansas. But Kansas City's in Missouri. He posted this tweet. No, it's in both. There is a Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, I'm going to look this up. Just pause okay. for a second. Okay, there is a Kansas City in Kansas. Yeah, it's, it's the same. It's an 11 hour flight from Rutland? That's crazy. Anyhow. Where are we going to, like, Tel Aviv? Or yeah, something? so don't, don't edit that out. I won't. I just, I don't follow football enough. I didn't realize they were Kansas City, the Missouri side. I've been to Kansas, and I was like, oh, interesting. You know, there's the a Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, no, that's also <laughs> really uninteresting to me. Uh, there's a Rochester, Minnesota. There's a Rochester, Vermont. There's a Rochester, New York. Yeah. All of these Anglo names, every, they're in every state. Okay, but I want to also add what I think would be the real cool conspiracy would be if Taylor Swift endorsed an independent candidate because she could totally disrupt the paradigm of American politics. I think it would if be... If she did that. I think imagine? Co- all right, sure. That I think would it, be cool. I think a cooler conspiracy that Taylor Swift is actually an alien that is here to take over the world by making everybody basic and drinking from Stanley Cups, which we talked about in the last episode. But this is what is interesting. Um, well, I just want to say, I think Kansas City, either side, I'm sure there's lovely things. There's probably good coffee shops. Maybe there's a tea shop. Um, you know, I can sort of go anywhere and talk to anybody and be like, oh, these are some nice things. But in 2020, it was a leap year. It was Trump versus Biden election. The Chiefs beat the 49ers in the Super Bowl. And then like a month later, pandemic. Oh, wait, now and we're now, talking conspiracy. 2024. Yeah. Leap year. Trump versus Biden election. Chiefs beat 49ers. What is it going to be now? Oh, I can't. I can't with this. This is like Groundhog Day, deja vu all over again. Is it going to be Disease X? Well, Where they were pushing, starting to push Disease X. Yeah. I'm like, what? It's how could you like this? They're is really like trying a, to tank Twitter, huh? They're like disease X. X. Oh yeah, I actually thought about that. Or it's some of this stuff feels like it's scripted by like a sci-fi writer from the 50s. You yeah. know, like all which are great movies. A lot of those, but it's like disease X <laughs> is hitting the planet. But they were talking about it. They had remember a whole, that one we played. We played the intro to some sort Omicron. Of, oh, and there was an, an yeah, Italian was it. sci-fi Omicron. movie from like the '60s called Omicron, <laughs> um, which we then went on to get after we dropped that episode. Yeah, um, I was like, I got the Omicron. I think Omicronic yeah, that would be a good name for like a marijuana strain. Oh yeah, Chron- nice. Omicronic man, yeah. um, disease X. Is <laughs> there so gonna be disease triple X? It's like uh, it'll be the new Honestly, STD. My the biggest thing that I'm most scared of is strep throat. Yeah, that's I'd, the worst. Knock on wood. I don't even want to make fun of that because I made fun of Omicron and then got it. Yeah. Um. So what do you think it's gonna be? You think it? Th- you think there's gonna be something? Oh, I hope you not. But probably it's just interesting that <laughs> yeah. these like timelines are just seem to be loopy. I think it's all CERN probably. Uh, maybe Taylor Swift is an operative from CERN trying to mess up timelines. Interesting. You know, um, there was a great show, uh, a movie called Kiss Meets the Phantom. 
and somebody like kidnapped the band Kiss. This came out in the seventies, and it it showed up on my my eight year birthday party, and I was like, "What? This is like my gift from you know the gods of." rock and roll that because you had to watch everything in real time then right if you miss it you miss it oh yeah i remember you telling me the story and i got the kiss movie was on my birthday because they're a children's band and i love them and um so kiss gets i'm trying to remember it from being eight but thank god i'm fasting um or fasted (laughs) kiss gets kidnapped and then there's robots they make kiss into robots that like come to try to like hypnotize the audience to like take over the world or something like that. So then there's these kiss robots like Westworld, which, you know, there's an original Westworld movie that's actually quite good. And then I got into the HBO show and then I just started to go off the rails. But um, yeah, so maybe Taylor Swift is, maybe she is kidnapped. She is she's a actually robot. a robot and then she's just hypnotizing everybody to be basic and use Stanley Cups. I mean, that's which, you know, just I'm just throwing it out there. But it is interesting how because my friend, you know, my old friend who um, the art teacher, you have a lot of old man friends. I do have a lot of old man friends, but he's very, very eclectic. Like he's, you know, like you go to his house, he has like all these like African masks and like artwork. He's got this incredible art studio. And even he was posting about Taylor Swift. And I'm like, what? Even he's getting taken over by Taylor the robot, Swift. The beam. See, that's I was like, but I'm getting taken over by her because I had to look at pictures of her to go to bed and feel and not get haunted by True Detective, the new season with Jodie Foster. Couldn't you? Aren't you a fan of like Wives Blood or whatever? Wise Blood. What is that? Wise Blood. Yeah. yeah. Wise like W I S E. No, W E Y E S. Oh, Weiss. Wise. Wise. Wise blood. Wise blood. It's from Flannery O'Connor book. I don't know. I don't know. But um, wait, are I you find... saying should I watch her? Well, yeah, that seems benign. It's funny you mention this because I remember during going back flashback to COVID. Watch a Hall Notes video. No, but COVID twenty twenty. I remember there was a live stream on my birthday because everything was shut down. So my birthday was you couldn't even get cake. I think you. Remember you had to go to the monkey cake place? And like yeah, they, then they were out they had of, like they had one to change little, it. Yeah, yeah. Monkey cake. Yeah, but she had done a live stream of her album, and I was like, this is for me. So it was like my own kiss with robots. Um, yeah, no, but you she, had no robots, imagery, no laser eyes. No, no one's taking over the like world. Darker. I, no. Oh, she's dark? She has like moments. She's very theatrical. Like her, what am I going to watch? Like her Adam Curtis music video where it's like all these archival footage and, and then it, there's like you know cut-ins of war right, bombing just taylor and swift to sleep taylor um, swift man so it looks like russell brand uh, <laughs> another one bites the christ uh russell brand has gone to jesus um this is like i don't know i think the second coming is actually just people being invoked with the spirit of christ like maybe and why is it because from because he does this whole he he has this video, um, which I had heard about it through the grapevine. So I, I YouTubed Russell Brand, Jesus Christ. And then I landed on some like trad Christian woman who has a podcast YouTube channel where she's sitting on a couch from Ikea. Like everything is like. Oh God, Ikea furniture. It's like, it's so generic. Everything's or, or gray. Uh, what's you know Wayfair? What I mean? Yeah, it's like very Wayfair. Um I'd rather just not have furniture, really. Um, but anyway, she's sitting there and she's going on about how like Russell Brand um, talks to Christ instead of talking to like a higher power in his head. And so he breaks down his relationship with Jesus Christ as like the God that he talks to. 
Um, and he feels more grounded in that. So, but then she's like, you know, I wasn't sure about Russell Brand because he's very woo woo and he's into like spirituality. And, uh, and I was you know like, the, uh, I hate this. That infuriates <laughs> me because you told me this. And I was like, if you really think about it, there's nothing more woo woo to me than like, um, bite and cry like another one bites the christ like fine like whatever your path is whatever works for you that gives you some sort of something i'm like fully supportive but like these i i just hate this notion a of woo woo but um following christ the way i see people do it talk about it seems as woo woo as it gets like what is your practice like are you getting up are you meditating like in you know the the magical hours and the amrit vela are you like what are you actually doing and then to insult anything else like as woo woo and then you believe that there's this man who lived and then died and then came back and and then um, he's gonna come back again then he's gonna come back this guy just keeps coming all over the place (laughs) and then uh he's gonna come back and then he's gonna save everybody with rapture and then all you have to do is accept him and then you're done that's like you're liberated just i do accept you i love you and that sounds woo woo to me yeah. Right. Then actually applying like precision and science and logic and, you know, tracking, you know, the stars and the numbers and then having a profoundly deep dead. Like all our yogi friends are like deeply dedicated on a path. So it just seems like a casual path. Woo woo to me seems light and casual and you don't have to do anything. Right. Right. Um, and I have nothing like I'm really into Christ and I really am into hermetic Christian texts and I like that lens and I like that viewpoint It's very bhakti yoga. It's very devotional. It's all rooted in love. But what is this practice? Well, and that's, that's kind of the thing that I think when I go to churches that I feel is a little missing or possibly antiquated from my own experience, Um, Like even at my grandmother's funeral, one thing that I thought was really lovely when the priest was was giving the eulogy was how she was in devotion to Jesus Christ. My grandmother was religious. Um, She went to church every Sunday and she was of service to her community. So when he interpreted her her action, her right action and the way that she motivated herself um, through many hardships, Jesus Christ, she believed in Christ and that's what motivated her or that's what kept her going. I think that's absolutely wonderful and valid. And I think that that is, there is like a Shakti power in that because I saw the woman and she just kept going until the very end. You know what I mean? Well, she did live very long, but also... She was always moving. She was of service to her community. Yeah. um, but Her children, her business... Yeah, but even a religion, if you're practicing a religion, you have practices, right? And she adhered to those. Like, those practices can create a vessel of of some higher awareness. Like, when you talk to, like, or well, practicing Jews, but more, like, orthodoxy or conservative Jews, you could be like, wow, that's just a life of a lot of ritual and a lot of rules, but there's some container in there that opens up mysticism. There's a container in Catholicism that can open up mysticism, all of these traditions. Um, so everybody has their own rate of growth. And I 
my issue isn't at all Christ or that. It's like these people find Christ and then they shit all over everything else. Yeah. And then to say, I take issue with that too. Like for someone to imply what I do is woo woo. It's like I'm rooted enough in my practice. It's not like I'm actually getting upset, but it makes me think, and I'm like, oh, geez, like they don't. Most of these people don't. They don't have discipline. They're they're just they don't have a real practice, in my opinion. Um, but your grandmother was very attuned, and it, that service, I really felt something at that casket. Yeah, me too. And I meditated and tuned in, and there was also a very Christ-like energy as I would interpret it in my probably limited consciousness of what that actually is. But so much of the numerology, like a lot of my Patreon videos, it brings up. In fact, I just did a really cool video on the numerology of Valentine's Day. And one of the numbers because it's a sort of an odd numerology to be like, this is the day for romance are the thorns of the crown, the, the thorn crowns that Christ wore. Oh, wow. 14, you know, Yogananda Christ, he considers Christ one of his biggest teachers. And he came to America. One of his missions was to share the teachings of Christ more as a spiritual practice as well, because they get all, all religions get misused by the wrong people. I don't think religions were ever intended to do that. Well, I was just thinking about how you were talking about the uh, rituals and rules creating a container and how I think sometimes the the thing about saying you're, quote, spiritual is that it becomes, I think for a lot of people, it's like this ambiguous feeling. It's of, lazy. And it's lazy. So like... That's and, and, you know, I actually, I know that I... <laughs> talk about Nick Cave a lot, but I really do love Nick Cave. And he does talk about his relationship to, he's more, he considers himself to be more religious because there's structure in it. it it's like, and he resonates with Christ, but yeah, I think actually, for him when he talks about spirituality, he's like, it just, it's too vague. I agree. And that was actually, I thought that was a very smart point that he made um, because even in our world of like yogic practitioners that we're tight with and the teachers there, it is not just this yoga. It's actually a very strict lifestyle. Even how I grew up on an ashram, it's actually a pretty strict lifestyle if you really wanted to commit to it. And it's not just like doing stretchy yoga all day. You know, there's like deep teachings and practices and, you know, it's a whole whole lifestyle. Um, so I do agree. Like I'm just spiritual. It is, it's a lazy, lazy I do. Path. I do envy you talking about ashram school because I think now having a child, I do have a desire for that alternative way of learning and that structure where it's like, okay, you come in, you say every kid learns how to, you learn how to teach a yoga set. You're stretching, you're doing that, you're meditating. And then you're also exploring your own interests. Like your friend Hari wanted to become a doctor. <laughs> no, not even he <laughs> said. He told him he wanted to learn medicine. Yeah. But I'm just it's saying like, like eight where he's eight years old. But and then, then you're, you're planting vegetables and, you yeah, know. Are you not interested in what I wanted to learn about? Wait, wait, hold on. I think I remember what you wanted to learn. You wanted to learn about um, uh, running a store because you thought cashiers took all the money home. <laughs> well, that is sort of true. Yeah. 
I did when I was like three. I would go to. The, I remember going to the stores. But for some reason, my memories of stores as a three-year-old are going with my grandma Shirley, who was this little, tough New Yorker Jewish lady who smoked like two packs a day, and um, but she walked really slow. And so when I was little, uh, I liked walking with her. Um, I never felt like I had to keep up. So she was fine walking at my slow pace. But yeah, I just remember, I just remember being with her and seeing the cashiers like taking all the money. I'm like, well, that I was like, literally at three, I was like, well, everybody eats, right? It's probably everybody goes grocery shopping. And then these cashiers, I'm like, they just get all the money. (laughs) I had no idea that they were paid employees and that store has to buy all that. And the profit margin of a grocery store is about 1% to 3%. Um, But, uh, yeah, so that was my logic. But then I wanted to study New England architecture, like colonial architecture. So random. Mostly because they had these cool books that with paper cutouts that you could build – like houses and stuff. And I was just drawn to that style, um, which basically is like learning Vermont. Um, but that was one year they decided. It was like the second year. But the school, um, even that super alternative freeform school, even that I didn't like as a kid. So I was like, oh, I got to go to school. Like I felt so confined. They're holding me hostage. Yeah, but even if you were homeschooled, you wouldn't like it. Oh, I would have probably hated that more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I guess if it was like, here's some lessons, go figure it out on your own, I would have been into that. But when I look back as an adult, I was like, oh, we started every day. I guess it's sort of like show and tell. Did you have that? Yeah, but not every day. Well, we had every day we sat in a circle because it was a small school and everyone just shared what was going on. So it was like a little tune in. I remember sharing once I was mad because I wanted the Star Wars watch and it was a digital watch with like Darth Vader or something on it. And I thought it was so cool. And then my dad would not buy me a digital watch until I learned how to tell time on a clock like with the dials and i was i just remember sharing that so i was annoyed pissed. yeah a little bit yeah. yeah enough that that's what i was sharing about <laughs> at, at a group level but we would have do a puja so we'd have a ceremony we'd have a puja we'd do all these oh, chants that sweet picture of you doing a puja. yeah and then you have a little uh lamp you use ghee to have this flame and you do it like you'd flame like an ohm symbol there's certain Symbols and mudras, and so we started the, playing with fire. I want more. Of you that. got to play with fire. You actually started with a, a, an ancient rituals. Like this wasn't just um, spiritual. Let me like you know hodgepodge some stuff. This was handed down from a teacher. It was handed down from a teacher. So as a there's a lineage there, um, and then we had to do yoga every day. But all of that you had to learn at six, seven years old. I had to learn to teach yoga sets, and but everyone did it. This is like. But this is where, because you're Generation X, and this is where your generation, you had just read this article where it, was, it, it captured it perfectly, where it was like you decided that the way the system was built is completely bogus, that we don't want to be a part of it, so we're going to create our own systems. And I feel like that schooling is what, it's like the, the foundation of that kind of, the way that you walk through life, you know? It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build my own arc <laughs> like, yeah and they were like trying to figure it out nobody knew in really nobody really knew what they were doing and i think it somehow because out of it's like 12 kids and there's some really successful people that came out of that i mean at that level do you really need to know what you're doing other than to teach children how to read and write 
and like basic math. I mean, you want to give them some tools well, that they can go into. Let me just be back up. I didn't learn any of that. Okay, but when I'm I went saying. into public school, I really struggled with like. But the, how old were you when you went to public school? Ten. Okay, so you didn't know how to read or write at ten. Well, I could read. I could read. I, that's where I had a really hard time. Okay. And then just structure and like it just that was like that was my, you know, I just started to spiral. Yeah. <laughs> that was for me. I struggled, but then a lot of the other kids they were fine. So I don't know what I was missing. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's also. If you like follow, if you think about the American structure, they want you to start reading and writing in kindergarten or first grade, whereas there's other countries that really won't introduce that until you're about seven years old. So I think that, you know, going back to some of the benefits of the ashram school, even though maybe you didn't like it, um, I still feel like it set you up to be an individual and to like understand to, you know, be on a group level where you can express how you're feeling about things. I've never had that. Like not in like a, not in kindergarten. You're just, I had a very traditional schooling more or less. And maybe those are the things that where you look at your school, your ashram school, and you see a lot of these really successful people. You're like, oh, wow, maybe that was rooted in we all a foundation so. of alternative lifestyle. We all th- pretty much think so. Yeah. Um. It, it you know it and more than the school just being a part of this whole alternative lifestyle and being around a very like you know a teacher at that level you know and a kid you sort of interact with it differently cuz i'm not interested in like the talks or the lessons and you know so it's more of an energetic exchange in my experience but i my other friends that i'm still in touch with we're all kind of still in touch um Cause there's just a bond when you grow up like that. So I, I, everybody that I grew up with in that, at like the, at some level, they feel more like a sister or a brother to me. And I think they'd all say the same. Um, cause I'd meet other kids growing up that grew up on like with the Hare Krishnas or other. And I was always like, Oh gosh, I'm so glad I grew up where I did. Cause it was kind of like on one level, it was also kind of straight. They were organized. Well, they had a school. New England. <laughs> yeah, maybe because they New England started in. Influence. They started in New York City. Yeah, it wasn't like the weirdness of California or New Mexico or Arizona. Yeah. Anywhere where out can, west, where you, you can, can just really get weird. You can just get yeah. weird you can out get west. Really weird. Well, my parents, when we moved to Berkeley, my parents, you know, they're New York City. They grew up in New York City, and then New York City counterculture hippie but drawn to spirituality and then not like politics and social justice it was like we're gonna change the world through this and and not even trying to i'm gonna change myself through the, non-voting <laughs> may, yeah higher way. levels of consciousness but um the uh they went but i'm just saying they were counterculture hippies if you will my dad had beatnik leanings because he was a little bit older and um that you know, my dad was in the army and stuff, but uh, they did not like California, it was like too far out for them. They were like, everybody's fucking weird and lost out here, yeah. Um, and this was Berkeley, we lived in Alcatraz Avenue. I actually remember the apartment, it's hardwood floors and plants everywhere. Um, but yeah, so they couldn't, I think that we last like. I don't even know if it was two years or whatever, because I remember celebrating my third birthday um, back in Brooklyn. 
like we got to go back to our roots. But wasn't it such a non to actually went out there and then they decided to to go back to New York City or at My that parents. point no, Sacha Nanda. I mean, wasn't... No, there's just center. You just open... A lot of these big teachers have centers all over the world. Oh, because I always I always envisioned that Sacha Nanda was like, I'm going to live in San Francisco, and then, and then the Connecticut house opened up, and then that's where he was based. But was he, like, hopping around? He did a little hopping. Okay. I think all his teachers did. Because then the teachers, they got famous, big money, politicians, big world leaders, you know... They all knew the Pope, stuff like that. Alice Coltrane. Yeah, there's a lot of Alice Coltrane was there. Peter Max. Carol King. Carol King. She was her yoga name is Karuna King. Cute. Um, (laughs) She actually helped with some of the funding to buy the big property in Connecticut that is the ashram. But yeah, I mean, it's it's an to me it's an interesting part of history and a movement, a counterculture movement that to me seemed more positive and more organized and um you know that's whatever i i I believe i chose my birth but that's how i grew up which makes it even more infuriating that taylor swift no offense to her but just taylor swift the entity uh is is dominating culture because you're like how have we how have we swung this far into the realm of generic it's like it's yeah, but beyond. To, I say I don't me. even follow. I feel like the Good Morning America people that watch that show or The View or whatever, there's just always been a lot of generic. I think through social media and conformity, if you're like one person can grow to another level. Like nobody's talking about um, Ariana Grande right now. I know, but what I'm but saying she was is like, like the think biggest about, thing. Think I'm like, about what was big when you were like in your in your zeitgeist, your generation, even looking at Nirvana. My, I mean, that's very that's very counterculture. And he hit for me, a they minute. Meet, yeah, but they hit mainstream. And I'm I'm just saying, like, it's crazy how pop culture has just been gridlocked in this like post. It's like 2001, Britney Spears, it really, pop star. I persona. my theory is something. I want to look at the the astrology of these times, but 2000 is just when pop really took over, and then sort of hip hop, rap, also, you know that that was it and then rock and roll was pretty much dying i do i actually kind of credit even though green day is super mainstream um i was like well at least it's a rock but then all that whiny rock like blink 182 and fountains of wayne and whatnot but yeah i don't know i think we're just because you would think now we have more options and niches and then the things on a on a mainstream level seem even more and more homogenized. It's like you drive across America and every unless you're like in a little downtown area, you're just like Jesus Christ minus the topography. It's like oh look at this, a, a CVS, Michael's craft store, um Oh yeah, like a Chili's, TJ yeah. Friday, McDonald's on one corner, Burger King. Yeah. It all looks Verizon. the same, the same, but Five Guys Burger, Verizon, Michael's. Shop. Um, pet smart or something like yeah. it's just all of that tj mack it's just everywhere in america and we've done a few road trips it all, you're like god jesus christ it's all the same stuff i know hold on yeah i mean every anybody who's cool everybody knows this uh, but i'm am amazed 
where there we do also have a world of all these niches. This, we make a living in this totally niche thing happening. Right? Yes, true. Um, so at the same time, there's so much cool stuff available. I guess that's my problem. Is there's so much cool things that you can just pick a wild interest and then unite with people that have this interest and then maybe learn and you know and um and yet everyone even more and more I feel like it's just gone for the the basic be homogenized stuff. But oh, but what about the when are the Oscars? March 10th. I found it interesting that people are getting all worked up that like there wasn't more Oscars for the women in the Barbie movie. I thought so that now, was really weird. But uh, also, we did see the Barbie movie kind of recently. This is becoming like the Basic B episode in a way. Basic B episode. You know, the Basic call Barbie that. episode. Yeah. Um, first of all, whatever, because there's all this like controversy, right? If you follow like any right wing leaning algorithm, it's like you're destroying the man and the family. But what happened to the hatred of Barbie as anti-feminist? And now people are angry that enough women aren't getting nominated in what like a feminist movie. I'm like, Barbie, what? The whole movie is a huge commercial for Mattel. (laughs) That's what nobody's talking about. Yeah. Forget about it's like against men. I'm like, it's just a fictional movie in a world of Barbie, right? Men are like always the side character, but nobody's talking. It's just a big promo for fucking Mattel. Like why... I, I swear I've, I haven't looked, but I know I like the one progressive thing is that maybe there's like a trans Barbie and like Barbie in a wheelchair, and then so but people, the rest of it was is there all, a trans Barbie? Yeah, but then the rest of it, um, the rest of it is just gen- wait, who was same. that? Uh, Hari Neff plays one of the Barbies. Oh, okay. Well, um, I didn't even realize. But yeah, I'm just saying, like, you're right. It's. I, I think that there are evolutions of feminism, like the Kardashian evolution of like these That's women. That's an evolution of feminism. Kind of, of like feminism. these women, because they can be naked on in front of a camera all they want because that's feminism. A woman can do whatever she wants with her body. Um, she can get uh, lip injections. You know, I want to get can... eyeball injections. Okay. I think that's just a trend that hasn't started. That I don't know be, if you want to. That would be terrible. Make them bigger. Like we should bring a movement oh my God. instead of big fat lips, big eyeballs, no, bulging I eyes. That. Just everyone's you like just don't bulge. Blink. Um, but all to, I'm saying is like I feel like you could throw Barbie into that mix of feminism. It's not the bra burning feminism. Um, it's like Barbie is now asking for a raise. Um, <laughs> It's probably a Taylor Swift song. Yeah, Barbie, asks Barbie for wants a seat at the table with the CEOs. You know, like I, I just feel like you're right. I and I also feel like what happened with with the Oscars being about good movies. I I, I know that it was a blockbuster hit, and I know that the industry doesn't have many of those. I mean, even the Arclight shut down. I still can't believe the Arclight. Yeah, that's <laughs> like crazy. how can someone? How can just like some billionaires that live in LA, Hollywood, or in the industry just like fund together and make it a nonprofit or something. But I just feel like, yes, you should definitely um, congratulate the makers of Barbie because it was a big, the marketing campaign of that over the summer was impressive. But I mean, I don't know. That's, I feel like we're, we're aren't we supposed to learn to just 
get what you get and don't get upset. I mean, it's like if you don't get nominated, you're going to then. I mean, in the, that industry. Yeah, but you're going to like make a statement that I should have been they're nominated. Not, Isn't that like They're not making taste? a statement. It's like people on no, social media. Ryan, Ryan Gosling made a statement saying that he felt that Greta Gerwig and America Ferreira and Margot Robbie should have been nominated for their parts. Uh, well, first of all, nobody should be nominated for that movie <laughs> except maybe like art departments and stuff like yeah. that, which you don't see Which those. I think they did. Um, but none of the acting was like, those aren't like... That's what's insane that it's those roles are getting nominated. Yeah. They just and I think I like your like if theory. it was bipolar Barbie, I'd be like, well, maybe she should get a, a nomination. You know, like uh, well, bipolar cells, like yeah. bipolar cells, like DID a, Barbie. <laughs> no, but like by what was that Silver Linings playbook? Yeah, right? like you have to like the old Oscar. The old Oscars were always something about bipolar or mental instability. I want a method or, actor to win, but you got to go back and watch like. I think like the Academy Award winning films of like the 70s and 80s, they were grand. Yeah. Right? These are like grand films. Of, I don't know, like Chariots of Fire and I don't know what, there's some other ones. I was a kid, so I wasn't, you know, Godfather. that much paying attention. Did that get one? Did that yeah. win? Okay. Yeah. The Godfather. I mean, talk about, what about Apocalypse Now? I don't know. But that's Godfather's a great movie. Like we we're losing like epic I feel like, yeah, and just great. I'm telling you, this is the this is where I give baby boomers credit. I think they were ingrained, and maybe they probably read more in school and brought up. They they have a sense of epic tale, epic story, big stories. They like, know all about Homer. <laughs> yeah, but that's always the like the hero's journey kind of stuff or whatever. Um, and like I thought there was a couple funny scenes in Barbie, honestly, but it wasn't like. I wasn't like, damn, this like these this girl needs to win. Like there was yeah. no but Ryan Gosling needs to win. It seemed like a flippant role that he got cast in and got a good paycheck. Oh, I always feel like he's embarrassed. When he, he was nominated for La La Land and now Barbie, well, La La I think La he's embarrassed. Sucked. For real. He's a Scorpio. Maybe he's just he's internalizing all of it because he doesn't. Pl- he he probably could play some really deep, moody, intense, he dramatic used to. roles. Did you ever see Half Nelson when he's like a drug addict teacher? Like he got nominated for films mm-hmm. like that. Like but indie those movies. are the yeah. But now it's like Barbie movies are up for nominations. Like it yeah. just was like a little clever kill some time movie. Yeah, you know. But I just think this notion that now. Everyone has this notion of feminism, and now it's anti-feminist. But then, how it, the, the Mattel has angled themselves with this movie that Barbie represents feminism. I know it's just this is like and think a about dumb the plastic movie. waste. What Barbie is made out of is like the most like toxic waste, plastic. like garbage or waste, like your waistline, because that was the other Both, issue. The image kind of. of Barbie yeah. Oh, yeah. mess with your plastic waistline. waistline. No, I was just thinking about like the. Is that where you? <laughs> No, I was just thinking about how Mattel probably sold a ton of Barbies after this. And Barbie is like one of okay. the most toxic we, things. We have a two year old wandering now. So okay, we, we got to wrap this up. All right, so that's, we are not. That's it. No Academy Awards for Barbie. Okay, have a great day. Bye. Bye.